You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Or all electric. See more at kia.com.au. And Lumo SA. Aussie owned, made for South Australia. Hey, good evening, Malcolm Blyton. David Wildey Sports ASA for budget car and truck rental with the number there, 132727. If you're moving house, get on the road faster, 132727. Blighty, a big day today. The Gil McLaughlin um, has uh, unveiled the rights, if you like, and it's some big numbers, aren't there? It's a seven year deal and a lot of zeros on the end of that deal. So, so well done there. And the players, I think, will be happy. The, uh, the, it's going to certainly help the AFLW to fund the to fund the teams there. And uh, all in all, he's, he's done it again, Channel 7 and Foxtel. Yeah, <laughs> it's a situation normal. There's a lot of chat, isn't there? Always about it. Always a lot of chat. Uh, who's going to be there? Paramount Plus, Channel 10, Channel 9, all of the stuff. And all of a sudden, we, we stay status quo. But it's a fair way off, isn't it? 2025 to 2031. It's a long way away. Yeah, it is. It is. But um, in this day and age where, where times are pretty tough, they've done well to get those dollars. And we, we heard last night Stan and uh, Channel 9 have made a, a late bid at seven with a seven and Fox still up the ante. Um, a fantastic effort there. But hopefully, and I, I think the big thing is how many games we can see free to air. I know you saying you've always thought certain times you have to pay for You want something, yep. you have to pay for it. But, you know, We've been blessed for so long, haven't we, getting a, a lot of the games free? Yeah, and I think the governments have actually got that under control now. There's some things they're called what you must get for free, and I guess AFL football's been one of those for a long period of time, so it'll be hard to change that, I would have thought. Whether you get them exactly live or a replay, who knows what will happen. I, I haven't read the fine print, and I'm not sure anyone has. I just We'll go back to that in a minute, but I, just, I think we should. Watching last night, David, on Channel 7, Aaron Young from North Adelaide won the McGarry medal, and it was great. I thought the count was very good. I thought the presentation was good. It was pretty slick, wasn't it? They, they got through the games and counted them very well, had some nice interviews. And the Hall of Fame boys, um, you know, I think we should acknowledge them too. Bruce Schultz, I, I looked at his record, what a, what a player he must have been. Kane Corns, of course, we knew from Glenelg and Port Adelaide. And the boundary umpire, Darren Wilson, 404 games, what yep. a beauty. Yep. And, of course, the out-and-out champ, Matthew Pavlich, both at Woodville West Torrens and Frio. Let's hear from Aaron Young. Yeah, I'm not sure it's quite sunk in just yet. I was yeah, a little bit nervous getting up there because I, I wasn't expecting it. So, um, yeah, I'm sure I'll wake up tomorrow morning and, and it will really sink in. Yeah, I, I mean, I think I had a great year. Um, but as a team, we've been really strong all year and we haven't relied on, on one player. And, and Harrison Wiggs had his best year of footy I've seen and Campbell Coombe, um, again, was, was massive for us. So I thought uh, that we might just take a few votes off each other and, and leave one of the other guys that have had a great year like uh, Riley Knight or, or Nick Rokar and even the case of Voss who came home late. Um, I thought they, they might have been the big chances. 
Yeah, well done, Aaron. Uh, formerly uh, Port Adelaide went up the Gold Coast and, uh, gee, polled very well too. It's a pretty high count, 23 votes and 22 and 21. Neither the top three polled in the last couple of games, so an exciting count there. Uh, Port Adelaide, Willie Rioli. Bloody, would you go after Willie on his day? A very elusive, slippery little half forward? Yeah, he's only, he just played the 51 games for only 60 goals, so it's just over a goal a game. Is You know, is that... How much are you going to spend on that? How much are you going to give away? That's one of the things they'll have to work out. Uh, he missed a couple of years of footy, of course. Yeah, so, you know. Drug saga. Yeah. Um, look, it, it's an interesting whether whether his manager's using him to go forward or whether it's all legit. Who knows? We'll all, all, that'll all unfold. But it's, it, I mean, he's a clever player, but, but it's only a goal a game. And, you know, there's a lot of players, I would suggest, give them 50 or 60 games and they'll get a goal a game. Dunkley? Yeah, well, he, he was—he had itchy feet last year, David, didn't he? He wanted—he uh, sort of wanted out then, and, and it didn't happen. So maybe it, it's itchy feet again with him. And obviously, Port Adelaide are looking for, to bolster their midfield. Just very quickly uh, on the Crows' side, Shoal looks like he's fallen out of favour. He's contracted. Crouch also contracted. Yeah. Um, what do you do with those two guys and two uncontracted players? I'm still a bit surprised that. Jimmy Rose not contract, given the fact he's played so much of the foot he's been available for. He's made their first side, and yet yeah. he's he's one they're talking about delisting. And Frampton has been moved to go to Collingwood. So what do you do with Shoal, Crouch, Jimmy, and and Frampton? Yeah, well, I, I th- just looking at the final, I thought Frampton played pretty well again on the weekend. He's certainly at the level of Sandfield. Just that next level just found him out occasionally. But uh, Jimmy Rose, yeah, look, I, I like him with hand in ball. Uh, ball in hand, I should say. So could rookie list him? Or bring yeah, him, yeah. I just, the, I'd keep him on the list. Yeah, I think he's a smart player. I, okay, what he needs to do is probably get a fraction fitter, but he'll be a bit bit fitter. Another program at the Crows. I just think I'd, I'd put him in some in, in some spikes over summer and get some running in his leg. Shoal making. Shoal's actually not a bad player. Once again, he didn't play too bad on the weekend, and I. He seems I, to have fallen out of favour. Favor. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe they're going to go the the Braden Cook way. Maybe, you know, some of the other kids are, are, are just in front of him. And here we got, uh, hi, uh, we've got line six. Kim, hi, good evening. Kim, how are you? Yeah, good, thanks, Malcolm um, and David. How are you both? Um, I'll just say from the outset, I, I don't barrack for either side, but I enjoyed the uh, Geelong-Collingwood game. And I thought you were spot on, Malcolm, uh, with your assessment with Jimmy Cameron. He, he is a, you know, like Robocop. He... Uh, He's elite, you know, his foot-hand um, skills, he can uh, cover the ground, and he, he won that game for Geelong. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Um, he is just about the complete footballer. Um, now, that left foot kick that he did um, to um, Rowan in, um, uh, yeah, in the last yeah, couple yeah, of minutes, yeah, yeah. That, that, that was just sensational, I thought. Um, I will agree with you, though, David, that um, I think you've got a bit of the rub of the green. Um, what I'm really hot on is uh, these umpiring decisions where it's a deliberate out of bounds. You know, with Jordan to go in the last few minutes there, he's uh, on his left foot, kicking on his left foot. Yeah. He gets pushed when he kicked the ball, and he was about 40-odd metres away from the boundary line. And, and just because another player couldn't make it there in time and it rolled out of bounds, and the umpire paid that a deliberate kick out of you know, I, th- I thought that was a bit tough. You know what, Kim, though? I feel Geelong didn't play anywhere near their best, and maybe that's because Collingwood played so well. But I think they've got another gear to go to. Just getting through that game, to go to a prelim now, I think I think you'll find they will make a grand final and uh, uh, they, they can play better. They're obviously very nervous early, I would have thought, the Cats. 
Well, um, we'll see. Um, <laughs> I think uh, I, I think um, Sydney play a pretty good game against yeah, Geelong. They do. They do. Hey, right. Kim, just following up that Jeremy Cameron one. You know, I mean, I watch a lot of footy, and we, we don't always agree on everything. But I thought it was so obvious, Cameron. And only, as I mentioned last night, yeah, only one of the one of the coaches gave him one vote, not five, four, three. No, so no. It yeah. was really. Oh, I, I don't know. Yeah, as I said, I don't know what they were looking for. But uh, not that I'm. You know, against them or, or with Kim, but I just thought it was so obvious. So David. important. Hello, yeah. Doug. Yeah, good day, guys. I've uh, got a Tuesday true or false for you uh, with with the TV TV rights being in the uh, 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 news today. Uh, Gillan McLaughlin's done a great job with everything that's been thrown at him as uh, the AFL CEO. I, I really think he has left the game in a pretty good spot. Yeah, and and particularly through COVID, when the um, Doug, when when the footy was well, we didn't have footy. Remember, bloody, we were oh, coming yeah. to work for a yeah. few weeks with nothing, and he got it back on track. Um, they they dodged a few bullets at one stage. They were looking at a six hundred million dollar loan to take out. So I'd say well done on overall. Can I say the criticism, and there has been plenty of it from all walks of life, is on the state of the game. In other words, and you'll hear it about the umpiring and you'll hear it about the coaching. In other words, the way the game is played and the stop-start nature and defensive nature of it. But I reckon, in, ironically, in the finals that has just happened, we, we've just seen a bit more attacking, a couple of new coaches into the game. So I think I think the game has moved forward a yeah. bit from that truly kick it backwards, go forward, go slow, don't do it. So I think the criticism has been on his watch, this game has changed to a a truly defensive game. Takes its toll, though, doesn't it? Um, I mean, he looks cooked. Yeah, He of does course. look cooked. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's quickly take John before we get a break. We've got KG on tonight. Uh, terrific award there. And also Leo Schlink talking the US Open. Hi, John. Hello. Hi, fellas. Yeah, apologies to Stephen Rowe last night. I got, I got a bit emotional. But yet, see, having been a former very average, ordinary umpire at a low level, <laughs> yeah, a bit sick of getting, uh, getting bashed all, right. all the time. So, apologies oh. to listen, Rowie. Yep. But uh, the cricket rights, boys. What's going to happen with the cricket rights? You blokes know I love my cricket, and particularly my test cricket. Well, I know it's about 18 months away, but the great the footy deal signed up with Fox and whatever else. I do have Fox, but what's going to happen? Will they stay or will they outlie them on uh, bloody the odd pay t- you know, the odd uh, app for this and app for that and a bit of this and a bit of that like a... Yeah. Breakfast, pretty much. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. It hasn't been the history of it, has it? You know, it? I, I felt it's funny. I felt seven did the tennis the best when Bruce and I thought nine did the cricket the best. Yeah. And they swapped yeah, over. Only because we're <laughs> so indoctrinated with it. Yeah. And I must say, we've got a score in the one day game, too, John, up in New Zealand, Australia playing New Zealand in Cairns. New Zealand finished their 50 overs and a nine for 232. So yeah. it's a break in innings. And the seconds, uh, Australia will chase that this, uh, this evening. Good stuff, Malcolm. We've got to go to a break. Uh, no, no time for more calls. We've got a pretty full book from here on in. Lumo SA, Aussie-owned with residential electricity plants made for South Australia. Sports Day. The Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. And Lumo SA. Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Yeah, just think of the name Mate. Uh, make the switch to Mate Internet and Mobile. The 5G mobile plans in every territory or state. Why wait? Make the switch to Mate. And I'll tell you what's switching in Sydney is Callum Mills. Uh, Sam Fantasius has told me. Six producer. years. Six years. And Cam Zerha, you know, will I, won't I stay at North Melbourne? Well, he's, apparently he's, he's staying today for two years. Do you know he was a rookie 20-something? So he's virtually pick 100. 
And he's, he's a much better player than this, isn't he? Wasn't Rory Laird rookie listed? All, 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 all of the above. Yeah. All of the above. West off pick 71. Yeah, I keep Robbie saying Gray, it, Just get in the system. The number doesn't matter. You know, no. the best one was Chris Grant, I think, was 105 yeah, or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not a bad pick. Uh, James Herb was in the 90s yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. Now, we, we have true or false. Oh, I love it. Okay. Do you want one from me first? Yep. Both Port Adelaide and Adelaide Football Clubs will recruit players from other clubs this year. Yeah, I think that's that's true. It looks like um, Rioli and Dunkley, a massive chance of Port. And I reckon, I reckon the Crows will be looking for a couple to come to. They got Dawson last year. Think That's a good one, Blind. I'll say true. Uh, true or false? The Demons will go out in straight sets. No, false. Okay, I can't think of a reason why other than I should be beat Brisbane. Brisbane. Yeah. <laughs> That's a fair <laughs> reason. My second in true or false is after COVID and all the issues that COVID's presented to sports around the world and particularly in the AFL, the dollars in the game looking forward are unbelievable. I think it's true. It's just, I mean, it's just, I, I, I thought they'd struggle to get yeah, a, I, a bigger deal yeah, I, given the state of the world, yeah. the economy, this and that. Here's one for you. Nick Kyrgios will win <laughs> the US Open. Oh, hang on. Can I? Have you got one? Well, I've got to do my th- third one. True no, or false? You can't. No, Don't you can't hear, my, look at this. You know, I'll write them down. Nick Kyrgios will win the US Open. That's the same. We've got to answer the I same think question. He, I think he might. I think it's. I think it's we sh- we're going to speak think, with Leo Schlink oh, shortly. Yeah, yeah. I'll ask him that because I, you look at the draw. It's open up. There's no Djokovic. And Nadal's yeah, out. Yeah. There's no Federer has been no, around no. for all these guys. You know what I'm going to say? This is a new one for my little segment. This, this is our little segment yeah. here. It's close to true. Yeah, I agree. It's true-ish. Close to true. Come on. <laughs> Sam's going. He's throwing his arm. You've got so, so many different definitions yeah, of I know, true. I know. Um, mm. Oh, he's serious. He I'll, t- I'll give you another name that may win it too. Young lad that's got enormous talent. Jack Sinner. Oh, yeah. Young Italian, I reckon, can win that. I'll t- I- I tell you what. Another thing that the AFL's won. Have you seen the membership numbers for the 2022 season? This is a record membership. It is 1.190 million plus change, the highest ever. 14 clubs, 14 clubs have had a record membership. Record membership. Yeah, and, and they haven't really been going to the footy. Uh, we haven't had great no. crowds for a lot of it, although the finals have been outstanding. Standing. Now, there's 18 teams that we know. Adelaide are one of the teams down from their 2018. By how much? 1,700 only. What about Port? Port Adelaide's had a record, 58,643. Didn't they register a few cats and dogs and things like that? You'll have to do that. You can still be a member. And budgies. Yeah, you can. And and budgies, yeah. As long as you pay the money, it doesn't matter, does it? Yeah. Yeah, as long as you you get a lot of them. West Coast headed up with 102,000. Richmond, 100. And Collingwood, 100. So... That's amazing still. The West Coast, fitting virtually bottom of the ladder, still have a lot of members, don't they? Yeah, and yet they're on the nose. Um, a disturbing story, really. Um, Wayne Carey yeah. was in the casino and uh, was basically kicked out of the casino. And we're not, we're not saying he's done anything wrong, but his employers have stood him down Channel 7 for a while and Triple M mm. for a little while. It's, it is sad to see... Um, one of the icons in the game. This has happened happening too many times with Wayne. There's been just little things. Had an altercation recently with um, Anthony Stevens. If you look at the, you know, every couple of years something happens. A wonderful player. He's a young North Adelaide boy when I was out there. He was in the yeah. under-17s, uh, a kid. But 
What do you make of that? Just, well, I, I, yeah. can you? It, it, I, I can't make anything of it because you don't know the facts. However, for him to be stood down, it's got to be more than what we think it is. Isn't that right? Well, when uh, yeah, apparently, well, it's in the in the news that a a little um, plastic bag of white powder uh, fell on a, a gaming table and he said it was crushed, yeah. crushed uh, painkillers. Yeah, okay. I just want to. Right. Can I? I'll do, what, the, what about this? Dustin Johnson in the Live event, yeah, L I V. You know the golf event in Boston. He won with an eagle putt on the payoff. He's already got two hundred million, million for, for turning up. He won five point nine million. Wow. One eagle putt on a playoff. Is it, I mean, there's 15 events out there across the world. Hopefully we yeah. get one in Australia. But I just don't see the point of it when you're playing teams golf, 54 holes only. It's a bit of a bit like the T20 or something. Yeah, isn't it, it is, isn't it? A bit yeah. Mickey Mouse. Yeah, maybe. Um, Polaris, Australia's number one selling side-by-side brand. Thanking Australia for making them the Australia's number one selling side-by-side brand 21 in his row. Big show still to come. Leo Schlink talking US Open and the great KG, the media centre at the Adelaide Oval, named after Ken. Sports Day. The Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. And Lumo SA, Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Sports Day SA, Malcolm Blight and David Wildey for Weeks Homes. Discover different great company weeks. There's also tyre power. Footy final sales on now. Get into your local independently owned tyre power today. Well, a man that's been reporting on sport for a long, long while, he does it well, whether it be golf, mm. tennis, the old days in the sandful and yeah. uh, whatever. His name's Leo Schlink. We want to talk US Open, though. As I said, he knows everything about tennis and Leo joins us now. Leo, thanks for your time. How are you going? Uh, I'm well, thanks, David. How are you? We are well, and um, I remember last time we spoke with, I think it was just after Nick Kyrgios' tantrum and we're all bemoaning the way he goes about it on the court, but I tell you what, his last four or five months of tennis, hasn't he, not necessarily mature with his outburst, but his tennis has been way, way more consistent. You'd have to think an undeniable chance, you know, take his first major out. Yeah, he's, he's in a brilliant position right now. Um, he's still got a lot of hard work in front of him, but you're right. Um, since um, taking a break from tennis and, and uh, sorting out some personal issues, um, everything has um, aligned really well for him. And it's the, the head, the heart, and, and doing the right things in terms of uh, what he needs to do to be a, a world-class tennis player, um, competing against the very best in the world. And that involves just really simple things like getting enough sleep and, and cutting out the stuff he used to do. And he still has those flashes on court of having a crack at his own people, which I don't like. But these days, he is staying in the contest. He's being a real competitor for a lot longer. And I reckon that's got to do with his uh, move to Sydney and where he regularly plays what he calls guerrilla basketball, where he plays the blokes. And it's, I'm not sure how many rules they have, but there's a lot of sledging, and he's, it's turned him into, into a competitor. He's now much more competitive. And you can see it coming through in his tennis. And we saw it at Wimbledon when he had a crack at Pissy Pass. It wasn't great, but it's what he needed to do um, now he's got a huge opportunity at the US Open. Just going back a couple of months to that Wimbledon when he lost to Djokovic, on that day I thought he played super tennis and I reckon he could have beaten almost anyone else in the world bar Djokovic. He didn't play badly in his first uh, Grand Slam performance, did he? He was he was on top early and um, Djokovic had to play his best to beat him and I think the big lesson that Nick took out of that match, out of that tournament, the whole experience was that his best um, over two weeks is good enough He'd always known that his best um, on a random day, you know, he, he beat Nadal the first time he played him. He beat Federer and he beat Djokovic. Um, only Leighton Hewitt has done that previously uh, amongst the Australians, but just a freakish record. 
But that taught him, he, if he managed himself, he could get through two weeks and go really close to the title, and he almost won Wimbledon. It's interesting, isn't it? I mean, I mean, Nadal, Federer, obviously Djokovic, at 27, they were winning majors like you couldn't believe them. And, and in fact, it looked as though they'd matured, although they'd won majors prior to that. It's almost like he's grown up, hasn't he? He's grown up in front of our very eyes. He still does the silly stuff and screams and shouts, but he, he's given a lot of credit to his, his latest partner, which I found interesting. Yeah, you're right, buddy. It's like I, I still can't reconcile the stuff he says to them with the way that he says he actually feels about them when he's out of the heat of battle, but that's just him. He's just this, like, you know, really highly strung individual, but he has. He's, he's now finally realised at 27, this is what I've got. Um, and, you know, he's, he can make enormous money. I mean, the prize money is already phenomenal, but what he would generate off the court with a Grand Slam singles uh, title, and, and I'm sure he's always he's very wealthy now, but, yeah, his, his partner seems to keep him calmer. Um, and, like, he's, he's got some big issues at home to deal with. There's sickness uh, with both his parents. Um, mm. He's been away on the road. He hates being on the road. Um, but it almost like he said, OK, well, like Steve Waugh used to say when he used to go away on tour with the cricketers, um, if I'm going to be away from my family, I'm going to make it worthwhile. And I reckon with Curios, it's something similar. Yeah. Hey, Leo, just going for you personally, uh, you know, we've sp- spoken to you a lot and obviously know the Adelaide scene w- with our audience. I, I always wonder, I um, mean, you've been so involved in sport in such a long time and I remember from the Sandful days, even playing and coaching in Adelaide. But, you know, tennis, you're big into now. Golf, you've been into footy, racing. Do, do you have a real love? Do you, is there something that just burns away at you? But you still do all the rest. I, I, look, it's, it's like um, children. Which one do you love the most? And um, you know, I, th- I think live sport, any live sport, I really enjoy. Um, been lucky enough to um, cover Olympic Games and uh, mm. cover uh, golf at, at St Andrews, and go to places like Wimbledon on a regular basis. And I'd, I'd have to say probably just a sport. The, the pure essence is combat. And I look, uh, I went back to Adelaide this year to see my my mother and my the rest of my family. Um, during the racing season break up here and um, I went and stood on the mound at Unley Oval and Sturt played port and I just got lost in it. It was just like, um, it was just fabulous just there standing there watching it. But I guess if you had to put my arm up the middle of my back, I would say tennis, uh, but it's a, it's a close front thing from all those other sports. Cool. Funny you mentioned about the children, uh, Malcolm Blight said 24 houses and I asked him once, you know, have you got a favourite house? And he said straight away, they're not, they're not pets. <laughs> They're not pets was straight away without <laughs> yeah. even thinking about it. So I never ask him that again. <laughs> well, seeing we are yeah, talking. Well, well pets are. Sorry, you Sorry, we were going to say, yeah, pets are in a different category. <laughs> <laughs> Isla Tomlanovich. Um, uh, Ash Barty goes away at, uh, you know, right at the peak of her powers. We thought it might be uh, a barren run for the women, but she's also a chance, isn't she? Her last, uh, she had a big tournament at Wimbledon, and now she's looking, you know, pretty good at the US Open. Yes, yeah, she is. She plays Andre Burr, who would probably be um, the favourite um, marginally on that side to get through. But um, huge effort. And for someone who's come back from injuries, um, super fit. And that was a major factor in her ability to beat Serena Williams. Um, you know, she came from a breakdown in the, uh, the third set to win the last six games, just did it running away. And, um, and she's really passionate about Australia. She um, raised in Croatia came out to Australia, uh, became part of the Australian tennis system and then had lots of setbacks. And she's just kept on going and kept on going. And here she is. She made the quarters at Wimbledon and she's in the quarters again um, at the US Open. Um, hell of an effort. And you, know, this, you look at that side as well. Um, the winner of the uh, Tom Lanovich-Dubur match plays 
Coco Golf or Carolyn um, Garcia. Neither of those have won a, a major. On the other side, you've got Igor Swantek, the world number one against uh, Jess Pegula, um, to play either um, the winner of uh, Krishka Sabalenka. Um, if, if Swantek has a, an off day and either Tom Lanovich keeps going, this is not beyond the realms of possibility that she could she could also push for the title. Wow. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to ask you, this. I, 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 I follow the sport, obviously, because particularly the big names. I mean, we know Djokovic not there, Nadal's out, Medvedev's been beaten. Where, where's Roger Federer at, mate? I haven't seen anything. He's made no announcement at all, has he, on his future? Yeah, I think the R word as in retirement is something he doesn't want to talk about and never has. And He's due to come back and play um, in the Labor Cup in London uh, next month. Um, and that would pr- presumably be in, in double, so later this month. Um, and, um, and then he's entered to play in Basel in his hometown tournament, which he's won about 10 times. Um, he has put it out there that he wants to come back and have a really serious crack at, at Wimbledon next year. Uh, by which stage he'll be almost 42. Um, and you know, Djokovic, we don't know what the situation is with you know, he, uh, his situation is, but I'd love to see Roger come back and play one more time. He's been really careful with the knee. He went back and played Wimbledon last year. He got, he got scratched by Herchash in the, I think it was the quarterfinals or the, the round of 16. And he vowed he'd never come back again unless he was completely right. Yeah. And so that, the irony was with Roger was that um, he went through basically, I don't know, the first 20-odd years of his career, um, including the latter part of juniors, without one single injury. And then he got injured um, giving one of his children a bath in Melbourne. And that was the start of his problems. And now it's gone to the other name. Wow. Hey, talking about uh, champions and the R-word retirement, Serena Williams, she's finished. You've seen her play live. And have you seen a more athletic um, player and, and powerful player than Serena in all your time watching um, you know, the women's uh, tennis, Leo? Not on the women. She was so dominant for so long. And I mean, in terms of pure athleticism, I'd put Steffi Graf in front yeah, of her. Thank you. Uh, but in terms of like um, aggression, um, like in your face aggression, Serena had it. It wasn't always pleasant. And um, those two, for me, Steffi winning 22 majors and retiring at the age of 30, Serena playing into her 40s and, and winning 23, huge effort. Uh, but I've, I've got, just subjectively, I've got Steffi in front of her. You wouldn't kidding. I've just written down. I was going to ask you about when you're comparing. <laughs> I actually I actually saw Steffi live a few times in her. Melbourne. Yeah. Mate, she was the best-looking athlete, as in perfect specimen. You know, look at everything with power, precision. And I just think from a look point of view, Serena was just tougher and more powerful. powerful. But Steffi was the perfect athlete, when, you know, close up when I saw her. Yeah, she was. And uh, she was that good athletically that she was a, a fantastic 800-metre runner and probably could have gone down that pathway had she chosen to. But, um, you know, she, speaking of power, I mean, it was probably a little bit underrated when you look at Serena now, but her forehand, I used to call her um, Fraulein forehand. And um, she you know, used to give that a real crack. Her backhand wasn't as strong as Serena's, but gee, she was a great player. Um, I, I don't know if you caught it, and it's unfair to compare. It's always Margaret Court versus Serena. And Margaret Court, I don't know if you read the article, had a... She said she's always admired Serena, but she doesn't feel that Serena's admired her. Different eras, different times, and obviously the competition's a lot greater now with Serena with uh, all the different countries playing from when perhaps Margaret, but both champions, and uh, it's probably a bit unfair, isn't it, to, to compare, even though there's only one major between them. Yeah, that's right. And um, the argument that I never uh, can understand is the one that the Americans put up about um, that Margaret won 13 of the 24 majors, singles majors, in the amateur era, um, whether 
if anyone can tell me what woman was playing professional uh, tennis back in the days when it was amateur tennis, I'll, I'll put my hand up and yeah. say I didn't know about it. But yeah. um, she was beating the same fields as a pro as she did an amateur. And the other thing that the Americans love to throw up is um, that um, the, the tyranny of distance and how hard it is to travel around the world. Well, that didn't stop Margaret going around the world and going to France and winning yeah. Southampton there and, and Wimbledon and, and the US. And also the other thing is that when she won, I think it was the first or second Australian Championship, she was only 17, she beat Maria Buono from Brazil, who at the time was world number one and a, a really great player. So this rubbish that the Americans throw up about um, Margaret being way inferior to Serena, we just never know. And I guess the, the best way to sum it up is that Rod Laver says that you can only ever hope to be the best of your generation. Yeah. Anything past that is just redundant. And Rocket is happy to be classed as the best of his generation, and he doesn't um, really care about the greatest ever debate. It's, it's fun to have it, but when you hear Rod Laver say that, it kind of puts it into, into perspective. Having said that, I would have loved to see Warney Boulder Bradman, but if you could turn back the, the <laughs> <Yeah>. clock. <laughs> Leo, thanks for your time, mate. Always great to catch up with you. Really appreciate it. Enjoy your time over there in Hong Kong, and uh, hopefully we can see Nick Kyrgios and Isla Tomlanovic uh, progress a bit further. Let's hope so. Thanks, Leo. Leo Schlink there uh, for Expert Car Service, book online at repcoservice.com. You made a great point, Blight. He's covered all those sports, been to all the big majors, mm. uh, the British Opens, um, Wimbledon many, many times. He, he started as a young journo, didn't he, with advertiser back yes, in 1981, did. you were saying. Yeah. so, And he covered out, covered us when we were playing football. Yeah, playing, coaching and all the way through, yeah. Been, he, actually, it's a, it's a great sporting life, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's not only, I mean, we played and done all that and we've done a bit of, a journalistic stuff. He's travelled the, the world, world doing, doing it, it. and yeah. seeing it, and, and he's still up with it, uh, no doubt. The Kia Sport Arch has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. And Lumo SA. Aussie owned, made for South Australia. Back and blight David Wildey for Weeks Homes. Discover different. And thanks to Australian Made, it's important to buy Australia right now. Look for the logo. Be sure it's Aussie. Well, we saw... Uh, a great um, tribute, great honour uh, bestowed upon Kenneth George Cunningham last week. It was official. I actually knew for a couple of weeks before that he told me, but I didn't keep quiet. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the, the media centre at the beautiful, iconic Adelaide Oval where yeah. KG grew up and spent a lot of his time both as a cricketer and an umpire and a commentator has been named after him. And we spoke about it, Blighty. We couldn't think of too many others that could, could be there. And no. I think it's an absolute no-brainer. And Kenneth joins us. KG, congratulations once again. Thanks very much, Will. Bloody yeah. Look, I, 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 I'm still struggling to come to terms with with the huge honour which it is that uh, my family name will be a part of that beautiful ground at the Adelaide Oval. And uh, you know, I can recall walking in there, guys, when I was at age 12 with my late father to join the Adelaide Cricket Club, which home ground was the Adelaide Oval and number two ground to play district cricket. Never did I realise that 71 years down the track, wow. I'd have part of that ground, uh, that ground with, with my family name on it. No, it's a huge honour. You know, one of the great things, Ken, uh, uh, social media can be really harsh to people and they can be really cruel and there's a lot of bullying out there, but I've seen all yep. the the people respond to this award for you and it's been, and rightly so, so positive and so full of love and people you probably haven't heard from in 10 or 20 years, but they might have met you down at the fruit shop or whatever and... You must be absolutely wrapped with that, with a response too from the the public and and as well as friends. Well, Wills and Wills, uh, and, and bloody that that's been that, that's been one of the, the great things about it. Uh, apart from being the greatest honour that 
my family has received it, but the, the people that I've, I've been able to text back and, and, and ring back and say thank you, it's been just overwhelming. And uh, it's just, as I said, I'm, I'm still coming to terms with the, with the huge honour, guys. Ken, a marvellous sportsman, obviously. We know about your cricket career, your Shield career. We know your, your seven season of umpiring. Um, and I, I looked up that you finished in 1967. What was it? It's about just, the dummy. Yeah, just, just going back, just give us the reasons right. why. I remember, you, I remember you worked at the gas company with Johnny Cummins and yeah. caught up with yes, you around I the did. traps yeah, for a while. Why did you actually give it up to go into this magnificent commentary come, uh, career that you ended up being into? Well, bloody, Will's hit the nail on the head. I was a prima donna. <laughs> I, I recall, in, and no, seriously, I was. I was, a, I was a sook. I was an absolute prima donna. I was a big head, you name it. I was it. And I, I can recall umpiring in 67, uh, Port and Glenelg, a semi-final. And it was a tough, hard game. And I thought I'd done a pretty good job. And I got the report on the Monday from the, uh, the official reporting on me. And he gave me a, a stinker of, the, of a report. And my late, beautiful wife, Sandra, was a receptionist at, mm. at, at, at Football House. The very next day, I went in and resigned. And that was the end of my umpiring career. And from there, um, I was lucky to get involved in the media. So, you know, it's, it's an unbelievable story. But I was a prima donna. Yeah, and so we, how did... The, OK, that... Yeah, we, we understand that. So the career... Who, who actually made the first call or spoke to you first to say, have you thought about the media? Well, it was, it was in 1968, the next year, there was a sports show on Channel 9 called the Michael Peterson yes, Sports Show. Yes, indeed, yeah. On, it, on the panel was, was, was Bo Morton, Stan Wickham, Teddy Langridge, Ian, Ian Aiken, Wally May, and uh, Michael Rainey said, look, would you like to come in and try your hand? I went in there and, and did a couple of reports, and he said, uh, Ken, you, you talk too quick, you've got to slow down. <laughs> Yeah. And, and and just take your time. So he, he gave me another another chance, and uh, I started on that, and it sort of snowballed from there. Actually, Ken, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because that was my first year in League Footy, 1968, and I lost the toss at Woodville one day. I'd only played yeah. two or three games of <laughs> League Footy, and we played. Yeah. I, did, I, I didn't get a kick. I seriously didn't get a <laughs> kick as a kid. And they, the bloke said, "No, you're going on to the Michael Peterson Sports Show." <laughs> I clearly remember. <laughs> I walked in the I walked in the studio, and I reckon the six year blokes or five year blokes said, "Who the hell's this guy?" <laughs> well, that, that's an amazing story. That, that's a long time ago, buddy. KG, <laughs> you, you interviewed Muhammad Ali, Greg Norman. It wasn't just footy. You had the KG Sports Show, and we yep. all listened to it. There's no internet back then. We listened for the five o'clock. No. Story. You had spies all around Adelaide, and you could break a story. You can't do that now. A story breaks; it's, it's everyone knows. But they must have been great times, feeling your way through. Then, of course, curls got involved, and you we had the five um, DN football show. We called the footy. I mean, wonderful. We'd have a lunch on Friday, perhaps a couple too many drinks, too many at lunch, but we we got through. Well, they were magnificent days, Will. Uh, I had the pleasure of working with you for over thirty years, and. I can remember Neil Kelly did a regular spot on a Monday night. Uh, sorry, Wednesday night. On a Monday night, it was the late EJ Witten that, that did a report yep. from Melbourne and doing and chasing Muhammad Ali. We chased him all over America. I remember about eight or nine times I went in to the studio at, at midnight or three in the morning oh. because of the time difference. And for some reason, no, nah, he couldn't, couldn't couldn't do it. Then finally, we got him. And I, I almost froze 
when I was told by the producer, Muhammad Ali is coming to the phone. I, I was almost speechless. And uh, gee whiz, it was, uh, it, it was, he was so giving, the interview went for, for over 20 minutes. It was unbelievable. Absolutely. Those were great days. Yeah, some massive names. Uh, Ken, as you're well aware, probably, at the MCG, the Ron Casey room, the great doyen of TV, Channel 7 days, yes. and, and at the Marvel Stadium now, Mike Sheehan's got the media centre named after him. So, Dennis Committee and in Perth. Dennis Committee in Perth. I mean, they are, in my lifetime, they're the biggest four names yep. in the media. Uh, it, it, it's just amazing how the people have nailed it, including yeah. the KG Cunningham room. Well, I, I don't know about now mine, uh, Blighty, but look, I'm 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 very honoured to be just to be mentioned in the same breath as as the people you just mentioned because they've left a, a, a fantastic mark on on their their involvement with the media. And you know, Blighty, it's amazing. Uh, I, I've been in the media for five and a half decades, doing something that I've absolutely loved. If anybody would give their right arm to have had the lifestyle I had, and then suddenly, as we see it now, I'm, I'm being uh, with my family, uh, awarded with this great honour. It, it just doesn't seem right. Yeah, you but look, I'm, I'm, I'm very happy. Yeah, no, your lifestyle's given you many things, and apparently you enjoyed trips and flying and all that stuff, and particularly, <laughs> particularly overseas trip like Dubai and all that sort of stuff, mate. You know, when, uh, of course, Adelaide played Collingwood. The, you you the enjoyed plane your trip. Bump. Yeah, the train. Everyone tells me you really enjoy flying. Now, Blighty, you've been talking to your offsider there. He shouldn't tell tales on me. Just because I got nervous on the way to Dubai and woke up the whole plane when we hit a bit of a uh, system. And, oh, God. And I, 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 could, I, could, I could tell a few stories about him on, on, on some football trips too, uh, Blighty. KG, what about the time we in the fog we flew into Melbourne? I reckon we are five minutes oh. off the ground and the plane took off again and you just screamed. I did scream. I, I wanted to jump out. I called for the parachute. Just give me a parachute. We shouldn't tell... That was frightening. We shouldn't tell... Um, sorry, and we, we never really overindulged, but one night we did in Tasmania... Um, and we're staying in the Don't Grand Chancellor. Don't tell that story. And KG had about two bottles too many of white wine, and I had to put him to bed. And as I walked out and turned the light off, I tripped over a couple of bottles he'd hidden underneath the bed. So, <laughs> no, oh, KG. you're a lovely man. Oh, that's terrific stuff. Well, KG spoke at my uh, 40th, 50th and 60th, uh, and, and he's told a few stories. And KG... Once again, on behalf yeah, well of us, done. Malcolm, myself, and all the footy fraternity and, and pretty well the South Australian public, well done. Uh, I've always said you're the, the biggest name I've ever seen no, in the media no, no. in Adelaide. I've been saying that for 30 years. I've been lucky enough to sit alongside you for so many games of footy and, and uh, sports shows. And congratulations, Ken. It's, uh, it's a feather in your cap. You're the most humble man. And, but what you do, you do well. I think we'd all agree, Malcolm. I can't believe you don't have 55 years of good luck, mate. You've got to be very, very good at it. There's no, no. doubt about that. The longevity, I reckon, gets the ticks every box available. Gotti and Will, I thank you for, for your thoughts there, but I've been absolutely blessed. But I'm, 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 I'm very proud that, it's, uh, that my family name is, is there but with the, and, and the kids will be there to see it, which is fantastic. Yeah. Hey, I really appreciate it, boys. Hey, just do me a favour. Just go and have a glass of South Blanc too, just for old time's sake. I can I tell you a story? Yeah, quick. I, I've just had one. <laughs> and I, I, I don't like telling these stories because it's really your night and your award. But just when you walk past the statues at the Adelaide Oval, just 
wipe them off a little bit like Wills has to do, will you, on the way to your room? Yeah. It'd be an absolute pleasure, boys. I'll tell you I've what got I... to get back to my second class of Sauvignon Blanc. Now I've got two to wipe down the statue, then your name tag, that late oval. Thanks, Kenny. See you, boys. Love you, mate. Good on you. See ya. KG, what, a, what an honour too and uh, fantastic to speak with him. Now, if you're running a small to medium business as a builder, renovator or tiler, Beaumont Tolls wants to help you out. Head to iCanWin.com.au and you win a $25,000 advertising package to promote and grow your business. Yeah, what, a, what an interesting show. And oh, what about the deal? $4.5 billion. Dollars. I wonder if any of that's contra or is it, it's certainly going to help the AFLW, the, the women. The men's pay could go, but they're saying by eighty to hundred grand average, which is gee, what would you earn, Bloody? You're still playing. Uh, no? <laughs> I don't have to worry about this sort of stuff anymore. Aaron Young winning the oh, McGarry, yeah. fantastic. Then also the the Hall of Famers in the sand for yeah, uh, Pavlich and Cornsey yeah. and I think Schultz and the umpire Wilson, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was actually four hundred games. Great effort. Yeah. Okay. We uh, that's it for us uh, as always. And good thing about it's going to be very wet tomorrow. Don't go out on the golf course, Bloody. But we'll do it all again between six and seven. Bye for now. Bye, David. Sports Day. The Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. And Lumo SA. Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Backers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.